welcome to the fourth annual Brain Masters Tournament here at the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast. I'm your MC Davo. With me today, we have three-time champion, reigning, defending, Kells. You left off undisputed. Undisputed. Undefeated. <laughs> fighting champion. Hello, all. We have Andy. Hello, little brainers. And we have the Sensei Neil. Hey, everybody. What do you want to do tonight? I just said the you know tradition. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excellence, <laughs> reigning, defending thing. <laughs> We've been having production meetings on this all week. <laughs> we decided five minutes ago we were going to start this, and then we couldn't remember. <laughs> we couldn't remember what this particular Don't tournament tell was. Tell them how the sausage is made. Just tell them the rules. <laughs> just, <laughs> all right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to play some trivia. Each week we have a theme, and within that theme we've got six categories. Each category has four questions. Each question is worth 10 points, a few bonus points thrown in here and there. And then a final, which is worth up to 100 points. And this is the Brain Masters Tournament, which means that I have developed a technological marvel that will pick a number from one to six. And the corresponding category is going to be worth double the points for everybody so let me let me do this here doesn't it have a startup sequence does it oh is it (laughs) is that something else i missed in the production meeting no you you've (laughs) clearly refined the technology to where it's just on just whoop there's not the warm up shovel the coal kind of thing that would have been really cool if i thought of that huh yeah wish you would have brought that up in the production meetings yeah all right. Okay. So I know which category it is. Do you want to know now or do you want to know when we get to it? Or do you want to know at the end, which one the double is when oh we get boy. to it, when we get to it? Sure. All right. So we can plan and strategize. The master category is not category one. Oh, but we haven't even no. talked about the theme yet. Have we? No. Mm-hmm. Well, I've gotten some, some complaints privately that you guys are being too serious on this show. What? Um, yeah, yeah, not nearly enough laughing or from actual uh, listeners. Sure. Or is this from corporate? I mean, for the purposes of this dumb <laughs> little monologue. Again? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I decided to lighten things up a little bit. Uh, tonight's com- tonight's uh, category is comedy. I like comedy. Ooh. So it's funny stuff. Can't wait for science and comedy. Well, you don't have to wait because that's category one. Of course it is. Category one is science, especially, or uh, specifically, I should say, the Ig Nobel Prizes. Oh, right. We've talked about those before. They're uh, a group of scientists get together every year and give out their Ig Nobel Prizes uh, to I, th- I believe their official category uh, criteria is uh, science papers that make you laugh first, but then also make you think. Hmm. I don't right. like thinking. Well, that's why this is perfect for you, Andy. Right. <laughs> it makes me funny. It makes me happy. <laughs> Question one. The 2019 prize for physics was awarded for an investigation into the shape of wombat feces. What mm. shape is wombat feces? Locked in. <laughs> Locked in. Who doesn't know this? Come on. By the way, I should say that this category was uh, suggested by our friend of the show, Ian, from Vermont. Ian. Hey, Ian. Mm. He's been on the show multiple times. I'm locked in, with the, I guess. All right. Kels? Cube-shaped. Devo? Cubic poo. And Andy? Pellet. Wombats have cubic poo. Really? (laughs) How is that even possible? (laughs) Well, you'll have to you'll have to read the the article to find out. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Question one. Mind blown. Yeah, I've the poop thing really caught me off guard. Uh, so, so they investigated how how it actually happens, like in the intestines, and they speculate the reason that that evolved 
is so that they can like mark logs and things with their poo without it rolling off. Oh, just imagine wombats playing Tetris. (laughs) (laughs) Or shooting crabs or something. There you go. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) That's how it that's how it got its name. Oh, I had tacos, boxcars. I was no, I was gonna go somewhere else with that, but I'm not gonna do that. Uh question two. The 2016 Chemistry Prize was awarded to what car company for solving the problem of excessive automobile pollution emissions by automatically electromechanically producing fewer emissions when the cars are being tested? Locked in. Locked in. Not like the lightning strike, Andy. Mm-hmm. Wrong game. <laughs> no, wrong game. All right. <laughs> mm. I'm locked in. This is so silly. I'm locked in. David. Volvo. Andy. It was Volkswagen. They got into a lot of trouble. Kels. I said Tesla. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Tesla worries that much about uh, their emissions. emissions. Um, the correct answer is Volkswagen. They they had their their uh, systems in the vehicle set up so that when they were being tested, they did fewer emissions than they did when they were not being tested. <laughs> That's so oh. lame. Es- That's essentially, so lame. what it did was, um, as I understood it, is it gave it significantly less horsepower too. That's why they were the the engine. You know, the car had more horses with the the safeties off, if you will. So the programming was set up so it the programming detected that it was being tested and switched it into this high efficiency mode that you know that the end you know gave less emissions, but the car had less horsepower. Yep. So Volkswagen Kobayashi Maru'd the whole system. Yeah. <laughs> for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Until somebody caught on. And they had to pay some significant fines. All right, question three. The 2011 prize for mathematics was awarded to Dorothy Martin, Pat Robertson, Elizabeth Clare Prophet, and Harold Camping, among others, for teaching the world to be careful when making mathematical assumptions and calculations. What did they all do to earn this award? I understood that you were talking that time, but I was so lost. (laughs) I I don't know what day it is anymore. I can repeat it. It was, it was kind of hard to phrase, but yeah, those the people I listed. What did they do? They all did something that earned them an award to teach people to be careful when making mathematical assumptions and calculations. All right. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. I mean, if you know who those people are, that's kind of where the trivia thing, the trivia aspect oh, no. comes in. Yeah. Right. The only Pat Robertson I know is a televangelist. Right. Uh, I'm locked in. All right. Let's start with Andy. They were all splattered on the pavement when they were bungee jumping, and they miscalculated how long the rope had to be. Hmm. All right. Wow. Too dark? No. Okay. (laughs) I mean, it was a little dark. It was a little darker. Can't lie. Kels? I said they all forgot to carry the one. (laughs) And David? I said they kissed. Keep it simple, stupid. The job of a chimney sweep comes with a great deal of <laughs> responsibility. Yeah. So the Pat Robertson here is actually the Pat Robertson televangelist. Hmm. Elizabeth Claire Prophet was another televangelist. Well, not. A, I think she was pre-televangelism, but she was an evangelist. Harold Camping, mm-hmm. he did this many, many times. Uh, they all predicted the end of the world. Oh, and we're wrong about it. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so that they all were—they were all, were, they were, all were using political or um, biblical prophecies to, to predict when the end of the world was going to happen, and they were all wrong. Of course. All right. Question four: The 2010 prize for management was given to a team of researchers who proved mathematically that organizations would become more efficient if they promoted people at random. This would be considered a corollary to what principle? 
locked in. I've built a career on this principle. <laughs> it's principle PLE, not PAL, Andy. I don't know if I this principle is not your pal. Well, I guess if you benefited from idea. it, it could be. Wow, I have no idea. Me either. I am a big believer in this principle. If Andy okay. hasn't locked in already, I would uh, I would give another clue. But that's all right. That's cool. All right, I don't. I'm locked in with an I don't answer. Like winning these things. Um. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> You shut up. I've only got so much room for trophies and jackets and Furbies. It's well, the it's, same jacket It's the year. same jacket each time. It's, it's, yeah. it's, got it's never like the closet. We don't have that kind you know of hard it is to find, to find members only jackets nowadays? <laughs> Come on. All right. I am locked in. All right, Kels, what do you have? I have the blindfolded while throwing darts principle. Okay. It's not far off. I have the right place, right time principle. Okay. And Andy. It's the Peter principle, which says that if you continue to promote people from within, eventually those people will be promoted into a position they cannot accomplish. Yeah. That is correct. It is the Peter principle. Oh, Peter principle. Yeah. The idea is like if you if you're a good programmer, for example then you might get promoted mm-hmm. to manager where you do a little bit less programming. Uh, and then you might get promoted to that manager's manager where you're not doing any programming at all, but you're really, shitty, I'm sorry, a really terrible uh, <laughs> manager. <laughs> so you got promoted out of your core competency competency, and now you're a detriment to the, to the uh, organization. Mm-hmm. And so this, uh, I believe they were Italian team somehow mathematically proved that if you just promoted people at random, you'd be better off than promoting people based on uh, their uh, merit, their merit. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. That is a, that is a deep, deep rabbit hole to go down. Honestly, you know, keep really good people at exactly where they are and just promote, Mm -hmm. like roll the die, promote that guy, even though he could be a total (laughs) idiot. Having been a manager and not really being qualified for it and actually being really bad at it. I'm perfectly happy at this point to never be a manager again, even if it means I'm not getting promoted. As long as I keep getting my my raise every year and my bonus, I'm good. Until I start my own company and become a millionaire and leave all you jokers in the snow. Train Ladle <laughs> Productions, baby. Yes. <laughs> we only need about uh, four or 5,000 more patrons. Yeah, at the ultra mega black card level. (laughs) (laughs) All right. At the end of category one, uh, Devo and Kells have 10 points. Andy has 20 points. Andy, run away. How often can we say Andy's lap the competition? In science. That's the first time ever. In science. All right. Well, because I hate it when my, my friend Kells is behind. Uh, category two is movies. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> it movies. You watch movies too. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do there, that. Look, I watch movies. You absorb movies like a sponge. <laughs> potato. You're like a little potato. movie amoeba. A little movie amoeba <laughs> that goes around and eats the other amoebas and gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, category two is movies. And there's movie quotes. So I'm going to read you a quote from a movie and you can, I want you to tell me for five points, the name of the movie and the name of the actor or actress who said the line. Oh, okay. All right. Question one. The key to faking out parents is the clammy hands. It's a good nonspecific symptom. I'm a big believer in it. Locked in. Locked in. Locked in. David, what do you get? Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and the line was spoken by Matthew Broderick. Andy? Ferris Bueller's Day Off, the actor is Matthew Broderick. And Kels? Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Matthew Broderick. You're all correct. Question two. This is not Nam. This is bowling. There are rules. <laughs> Locked in. Oh, my God. I'm trying to... <laughs> 
okay. I know. Okay. I'm pretty sure I know who said it. Uh, like that. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm not entirely confident, but I'm. Oh. I got the movie, uh, though. This is. <laughs> Devo has it, too. I'm locked in. All right. What's all this stuff about me? <laughs> <laughs> Over the line. <laughs> Andy. Uh, the movie is The Big Lebowski. This, the line was read by John Goodman. Kels? The Big Lebowski, John Goodman. And Devo. Big Lebowski, John Goodman. You're all correct again. <laughs> you want a toe? I get you a toe. <laughs> I get you a toe. I can get you a toe. It's <laughs> <laughs> a pretty quotable movie. Yeah, it really Don't is. Start and stop at your convenience, you miserable piece of <laughs> shit. <laughs> all right oh question boy. three gentlemen you can't fight in here this is the war room who says it locked in all right i don't know who said it but i got a guess locked in at this point i'm doing shorthand because these titles are not yeah i'll take the shortened version of the, of the <laughs> okay Thank you. Um, I'm locked in. Okay. Kels? Uh, it's Dr. Strangelove, and I went with Sellers. David? Uh, Dr. Strangelove and Peter Sellers. And Andy? Yeah, I was smiling when Kels was trying to decide which character or which actor it was, because Peter Sellers plays three of the main characters. Exactly. It's Peter Sellers. <laughs> And I believe it's Peter Sellers playing the president uh, when he says that line. Uh, you are correct on all counts. Kels, what was your other guess? Just out of curiosity. Uh, I thought maybe George C. Scott might have said it. That's what I was thinking he might have said. He was actually one of the ones fighting. Yeah, he's the one's yeah. fighting. It's like over Sellers. Can they make options. it when those planes come down with the bellies practically hitting the treetops? Hell yes, they can make it. Love that bit. <laughs> <laughs> that is George C. Scott's best acting. <laughs> All right. Uh, and question four. We could not talk or talk forever and still find things to not talk about. A little, little bit deeper cut, I think. I'm locked in. Uh, that's the Locked in. I'm probably barking up the wrong tree here. <laughs> I get it. Uh, damn. All right. Let's start with Dave. I'm not 100% sure, but I think it's best in show. And I think Jennifer Coolidge said it. Andy? Yes. Best in show, Jennifer Coolidge. And oh, Charles. good. Okay. Best in show, Coolidge. You're all correct again. I just remember her talking about saying we both like soup. Yeah, and I yeah. I couldn't remember the bit going on. <laughs> and she's married that. to the really the super old guy that doesn't speak. Yeah, <laughs> who can't speak. Yeah, <laughs> that is one of my all-time favorite movies. It's very good. Oh, Anything very, that little very group good. does, the Christopher Guest yeah. team, all those movies are great. Well, mascots, I don't know, not so much. I'm not as good. I'll oh, give you that. I don't know if I've seen mascots. To look into that, a mighty wind is is my favorite out of all. Yeah, those. that makes sense. It would be. Mm -hmm. All right, at the end of category two, uh, Kells and Davo have fifty, and Andy has sixty. So that brings us to category three. You guys ever watch um, the show um, on Saturday nights called Saturday Night Live? Big fan. Once or twice. Yeah. Let's see how much you know about Saturday Night Live. Yes. Oh boy. Question one: Who was the youngest cast member cast member ever hired? He was seventeen when he was cast in nineteen eighty-five. Eighty-five. Oh, I can see him locked in. Locked in. All right, I'm gonna go with it. I'm locked in. I know it's not right. Okay. Start with Andy. Anthony Michael Hall. Kels. I'm Eddie Murphy. And David. 
Anthony Michael Hall. Correct answer is Anthony Michael Hall. Woot. Eddie Murphy was carrying the show, but he wasn't okay. the youngest. But he was doing all the heavy lifting. He was he was pretty young when he was hired, but I think he'd already, I think he was yeah. already yeah. yeah. And I think Anthony Michael Hall was only on for one or two seasons, if I remember. Yeah, he wasn't really well, that was a rough year for SNL. Question two. Who was the first host of the show when it was still called NBC's Saturday night? Locked in. <laughs> oh boy. Definitely deep cut. Yeah. I got like two thoughts. Um, sure. Don't um, use them all up. <laughs> locked in. Locked in. All right, Kels. I feel like George Carlin did a very early episode. I don't know if it was the first or not. Was that your answer? Yes. Okay. Dave, when in doubt, and you don't know a Saturday Night Live host, go with Steve Martin. And Andy. It was George Carlin. Are you kidding me right now? It was George Carlin. (laughs) I know he did an early one. I just don't know how early. It's right. Okay, Kells. Dude, yeah, like I'm winning. Yeah. <laughs> Calm down. Andy's smoking this whole game. <laughs> halfway through, not even halfway through, the first of the tournament, Davo's already losing his shit. Already. <laughs> Compose yourself. I'm bringing, I'm reeling it in. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'll do better He's with this one. He's a competitor. Davo. Question three. Who was the first weekend update anchor? Ooh, locked in. First weekend update. Oh, boy. All right. I'm going to go with this. I'm locked in. Locked in? Okay. Let's start with Dave. Chevy Chase. Andy? Chevy Chase. And Kels? Chevy Chase. It is Chevy Chase. And since you all got it right, I can't say, like, Dave, you ignorant slut. That would be... <laughs> that was Dan Aykroyd. Actually, that was actually Dan Aykroyd that said that wasn't. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Dan that was so good. My bad, <laughs> Jane. You ignorant slut. It's still fun to say though. Although it I guess really we should We can't. We're not. We shouldn't say that anymore, huh? What? Well, we can't. We can't. This is about Davo in general, or just the phrase? No, I guess. I guess if no, we're saying Davo's about Davo, it's, it's all not, right. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's okay if it's true. <laughs> Why? What? Isn't that what we were talking about? You leave my personal life out of this. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I just <laughs> what we were talking about. <laughs> all right. Final question: Who is the longest running cast member? Locked in. Locked in. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. Locked in. Andy? Keenan Thompson. The, uh, Kels? Keenan Thompson. And Dave. Keenan Thompson. It is Keenan Thompson. I think he's on like season 19 or something. Yeah. Been at it for a while. I guess you can't find a better job, huh? Why would well, you? There's, there's a theory that he's being groomed to take over. Oh, when from, Lauren from Lauren? Yeah, Lauren Michaels is, you know, is getting up there and in close to retirement. And there's a pretty strong theory that he, he is going to slide into that chair. You mean doing television for 48 years can wear you out? <laughs> so must, Lauren Michaels must be like in his 70s, huh? Yeah, I would guess. I, I was going to say mid 70s. And he's Canadian. He is 78. Oh, wow. Wow. Keep writing them checks, Lauren. (laughs) All right. At the end of category three, Kells and Dave are still tied at 80, and Andy is 100. Which brings us to... Wow. Numbering my papers has made all the difference. (laughs) We've told you for years years you need to do that. (laughs) It helps with focus. I'm not thinking about what number this is. It's all falling into place. I wrote down the theme so I don't forget it. (laughs) So that brings us to category four, which is our super secret bonus category. Comic books. Comic books. Sports. Music. Oh, right. I feel good about that. Funny sports. 
So every question is worth double. Crap, this is where you guys kick my butt. Question one. In, in 2013, a well-known comedian pretended to be a Staples Center security guard and escorted a seven-foot-one-inch uh, seven fan off the court. Who were the two people involved? I'm locked I got in. two choices. I'm locked in two. I vaguely re I remember part of this. So you get five points each, or actually, right, since it's I'm doubled, you get in. ten points each, actually. Are you locked in? Mm-hmm. Kels. Say Will Farrell and Shaquille O'Neal. Andy. Uh, Will Farrell, and I had nothing for the the other person. Devo. Will Farrell and Shaquille O'Neal. It was Will Farrell pretending to escort Shaquille O'Neal off the court. <laughs> I have to Google that. He was wearing like his Anchorman um, mustache oh. and had the whole <laughs> nice the whole uh, uniform, the the blazer that the security guards wear. And Shaquille obviously knew what was going on and played along and allowed himself to be escorted. Question two: What SNL alum spent two years as a commentator on Monday Night Football from two thousand to two thousand and two? Locked in. Locked in. SNL. Monday Night Football. I was one of the few people that thought it was great. <laughs> it must not have been I too bad. It, it lasted for two years. Wildly unpopular, but I thought it was great. <laughs> that just kind of sums up Andy in a nutshell. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> the high point of my day was getting my American Flyer barrel unloader working. Pretty confident I was the only one working on one of those today. <laughs> Pretty safe bet, but yeah, yeah, I'm locked in. All right, Devo. Dennis Miller. Kels. Oh, I remember it now. Uh, because this person rarely gets any love. I said Garrett Morris. Mm -hmm. Oh, Garrett Morris. Andy. It was Dennis Miller. It was Dennis Miller. I do think Garrett Morris was very underrated. The original mm -hmm. Ant-Man. What? What? Did he played Ant-Man in a skit. On SNL. Yeah. <laughs> God, oh, was that the superhero sketch? Belushi plays the Hulk. Yes. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I know what I know what sketch you're talking about. Question three. What comedian was signed to a one-day contract for the Yankees in 2008 and was the leadoff hitter in a spring training game? I have easy mode if you need it for half points. Locked in. Need that easy mode, sir. I do need that easy mode. Okay. So locked Andy's in locked in for full points. Devo and Kells want the easy mode. The easy mode is he looked marvelous as he struck out. Oh, fudge. I... Whoop. <laughs> Hello. I know who it is now. Locked in. Uh, locked in. Yeah. Okay. I got to start with Andy now. Hmm? I don't know why I was so sure it was Jerry Seinfeld, but it's Billy Crystal. Jerry Seinfeld likes the Mets. He's a Mets fan. Oh, that's right. They Premature lockage. You know, it's been a problem with me for yeah. almost 300 <laughs> episodes now. You got medicine for that. Uh, Devo? Uh, Billy Crystal. And Kels. Billy Crystal. It was Billy Crystal. And finally, in 1990, what comedian performed the national anthem at a Major League Baseball game and was criticized for not doing a very good job? And for a five-point bonus, at which team's home game did this event take place? Locked in and locked in. Locked in and locked in. Locked in. Sorry, Andy. Why did you apologize to Andy? If I'm right, it was his team. Oh. Uh, well, let's start with Kels and see how sorry you should be. Uh, it's at Roseanne Barr in the Cubs game. Okay. Andy? Wow, I don't remember it being at Wrigley. Uh, Roseanne Barr, I was trying to decide if it was either L.A. or San Francisco. I thought it was at Candlestick, but the last minute I went with uh, the Dodgers in L.A. Mm. I, uh Roseanne Barr, and I think it had a little bit of extra juice on how badly she did. Complete with crotch grab and spitting. Right. Because she was performing in San Diego 
which is a large military town. Oh. So you all got Roseanne Barr. And okay. I actually, so I asked for which team's home game because I didn't know the stadium. The team was the Padres. Well done, Davo. I remembered it being on the West Coast. I don't know why right away I knew it was a West Coast heart. I would have never come up with the Padres for some reason. I, I was sure it was either L.A. or Candlestick. All right. So at the end of Category 4, a lot of points scored. Uh, Kells has 130. Andy, 150. And Davo, 160. Oh, I knew the sports was going to kill me. All right. Come on, music. Category five is literature. Oh, balls. Oh, this one's easy. Mm. I'm just going to name a book, and you tell me who wrote it. I've done so well <laughs> in this category historically. I'm really excited. <laughs> <laughs> Question one, bossy pants. Oh, I know that. Locked in. Locked in. I don't think this is going to be very hard. I didn't think this is going to be very hard. <laughs> Ooh, take points Ooh. off. Bossy pants. I mean, everybody jumps on. What is bossy pants? It's a book. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I covered that already. <laughs> with it being literature. I would like to strike uh, Sensei in the face with lightning. I bet you would. Um, I got, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm bringing out Ray Guy. I'm totally lost. Oh, Andy. Ooh, Ray, you're going to hate yourself a little bit. <laughs> I don't uh, know what we're talking about. It was Ray Guy's book. Yeah. It was Ray Guy's Bossy book. Pants, The Art of Punting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You got to tell that ball to go to the uprights. <laughs> David. Uh, Tina Fey. Kels. Tina Fey. Oh. It was Tina Fey. It's a very good book. Now Ray Guy yeah. comes in for his first punt of the day. Mm. Kick is mm. away. There's a high, twisting, mm. hang time spiral. Mm. Mm. Right. I, I remember that now. I just was totally lost. Question two. Born a crime. Locked in. Oh, locked in. Locked in. Okay. Gals. I read this last year. Uh, Trevor Noah. Andy. Trevor Noah. And Eva. Trevor Noah is all Trevor Noah. Question three, cruel shoes. It's gotta be. Oh, what was her name? Locked in. Locked in. Oh, I've not heard this book, but I got an idea. I just can't come up with her name. I'm totally blanking. Um, I got nothing. This Ray guy's wife. All right, I'm 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 locked in. I'm locked in. So I need a guy. <laughs> Do you know if he'd been French, his, his name would be Ray Guy. If his name had been Roy, it'd be Waggy. Oh. <laughs> Waggy. <laughs> Good thing he wasn't French, I guess. Good thing he's from Mississippi. <laughs> Kels. I think it's Steve Martin. Andy. Wow, it's not at all where I was going. Um, I, <laughs> That's why I was trying not to laugh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Imelda Marcos. Mm. Wow. In the comedy yeah. show? <laughs> it's a deep cut. I mean, Remember to, all the shoes? To be fair, <laughs> Ray Guy wrote Bossy Pants. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> In Andy's universe. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, Devo gets the lead finally in one category, and suddenly he's all funny. I'm funny all the time. It's just sad funny. Now it's happy funny. <laughs> what do you got, Devo? I said Joan Rivers. Well, the that's dance. the name I was trying to come up with. <laughs> you came up with Imelda Marcos. <laughs> oh my God, Joan Rivers! That's what I was trying to come up with. It's probably wrong, dude. Yeah, it's too too bad you didn't come up with it, Andy. The correct answer is Steve Martin. Yeah. <laughs> so Steve, so Steve Martin screwed me twice this game. By the well, way, I don't think it's his fault. It totally is. He should have hosted the first SNL, <laughs> and he shouldn't have taken that title from Joan Rivers. <laughs> 
Yeah, why are you salty with the lead? <laughs> Keep the salt on there. Give you the spice to make it through the next category. The trick is, I'm always salty. <laughs> so, I should, I, I kind of wish I'd said something earlier, but I, I told, I kind of forgot about it. One of the, the special rule that Ian had suggested when he suggested this this theme was that a funny answer would get some bonus points. <laughs> and honestly, so far, I think Andy's answer there is the only one I would have given that to because I thought Thank that you. was a really funny answer to that to that question. <laughs> Thank you. But nice I didn't mention it. I didn't mention it ahead of time, so I didn't. I'm not going to do it. But maybe oh. I'll do that as a special rule for for another game in the future because I do like that Ooh. idea. I can but I'll, I'll let you know ahead of time. Cool. Uh, so question four is brain droppings. Is this like shame nuggets? Uh, in a way. <laughs> I'm locked in. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Deva? I said Stephen Colbert because I have no idea. Yeah, that's a good answer. Ooh, that's nice. I said Bill Murray. And Andy. I said Igor. All I'm trying to say is... Making a second appearance on the show, George Carlin. George Carlin what? and Steve Martin are colluding against me. <laughs> it's a conspiracy, man. You're winning. You'll see it. You just won't admit it. <laughs> it's, it's right in front of you. Open your eyes, you sheeple. <laughs> you had two questions wrong. He's <laughs> losing his shit. Uh, <laughs> Uh, at the end of category five, Kells and Andy have 160 points. Devo still has 180 points despite his complaints. <laughs> Final category is women. Maybe. Funny, funny. Women. I heard Mars needs them. That is not one of the questions. <laughs> oh. I don't know. I heard the spot on Kenny Rogers' impression is what I heard with Kells going, lady. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your knight in shining armor, and I love you. I still cannot believe that he sang in a sort of a semi-psychedelic band in the 60s. Yeah. Which song? was featured what? in the Big Lebowski. It all comes back around. Yeah, it's all. Mm. Was I came to see what condition my condition is in, or something like that? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I heard that on um. That Kenny Sunday. Rogers was in that band. It was. It was He's his the lead band. singer. What? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, go go listen to it, and you can tell it's Kenny Rogers singing. And there's uh, a video. Crap! They had an official video. What? And it's a psychedelic video. What was the name of the band? Wasn't it Kenny Rogers and the something? Yeah, I was trying the the fifth edition. Loose booties. The fifth edition. That's the right. The fifth edition. <laughs> the loose booties. Edition. What? Kenny Rogers and the loose booties. I want to feel involved. <laughs> want to participate? <laughs> I'm here. I want to be included. All right, funny women. Question one: What two comedians are tied for the most primetime acting Emmys? Oh, two comedians. And it's not just tied for most for women. It, they have the most primetime acting Emmys. Five points each. Man. Hmm. So these are these are not just best actress. It may be best supporting actress as well. Mm-hmm. Man, this is a great question. Yeah. Thanks, Devo. I'm locked in. I got to say, one of these I knew, and the other one really, really shocked me. Mm. Not shocked, surprised. I'm pretty confident about one. I'm just trying to think. Primetime acting Emmy. Primetime. Primetime. Deion Sanders. Deion Deion Sanders. Sanders. (laughs) (laughs) Marble Walters. (laughs) What's great is 
Deion Sanders was so fast, like the Emmy was just there on the podium one second, next second it was gone. Just it was fast. Exactly. Call it a scoop and call it a scoop and score. Yep. <laughs> As he high steps into the parking lot. Throws a high elbow at Betty White, pushes her aside. <laughs> I mean, who's gonna stop him, George Burns? Gonna catch him? <laughs> who's working security? The flash. All right, I'm lo- if not, I'm locked in. Trouble. <laughs> I just came up with the locked in. <laughs> All right, Andy. Uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus. I'm pretty confident about, and I can't come up with a second one, but I'm guessing, you know, it has to be somebody that had like multiple shows or longevity. So I'm guessing Mary Tyler Moore. Okay. Oh, I like the MTM. The MTM. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Julia Louis Dreyfus and I said Cloris Leachman because I know she got a bunch. I guess I don't know. All right, Hmm. I said Julia Louis Dreyfus and Betty White. Okay. Well, I'll tell you, one of you got it right. One of you got both of them right. All of you got Julia Louis Dreyfus right. Okay. But only one of you guessed Cloris Leachman. Yes. <sighs> yes. Really? Yeah. Wow. I would have had to guess for a long time before I got to her. I'm pretty sure most Same. of hers were supporting actresses, but she did. I mean, she was in the Mary Tyler Moore show. She was in. Right. That's right. She was in uh, Maud, I think, wasn't she? Yep. And other things as well. And oh. Other uh, yeah. <laughs> and other things as well. And the skipper, too. I wrote this so long ago, I don't remember. <laughs> And all the rest. <laughs> oh, she was in the last picture show. I remember that. She's won an Oscar. She was also in Young Frankenstein. Did she win it for that? I think it was last picture show. Yeah, she won a she won a Best Supporting Actress for Best for Supporting Actress for that. But so she was in she was in the Share show. She was in Malcolm in the Middle, and some other things. And. <laughs> Other things. <laughs> Here on Gilligan's <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to list her entire filmography. She was <laughs> active for like 60 years. Oh, that's what's yeah. Anyway, question two. The play Funny Girl is based on the life of what early comedian? Oh, wow. <laughs> I did not know that was based on. Huh. I don't know. I I have a guess. I'm locked in. Because it's just Barbara Streisand in my brain. Yeah, me too. (laughs) This is the only thing that makes sense. But uh, yeah, I'm locked in. Okay. I'm not locked in. I'm not locked in. Um, We'll wait. We'll wait. I got. All right. Now I'm locked in. I got nothing. Okay. I'm glad we waited. Yeah. Else? <laughs> Let me just write this note to myself here. Uh, <laughs> all caps, Andy. All caps. Oh, it's all caps. <laughs> Underlining the f- off part. <laughs> there we go. Got that on my papers. So remember, it's like my spreadsheet for the future. Kels. I just know that the character in the in the play was Fanny Bryce. I don't know if that's a real person or not, but that's the only thing I wrote. Andy? Maybe Fanny Bryce is Maybe a real it is. <laughs> you just passed a stone? What's happening? <laughs> Kells is right. Kells is right. What was your little note there, Andy? That you wrote? Um, oh, uh, fuck off everyone. <laughs> and below that, I wrote Mae West as my answer, which yeah. is not right. And uh, Dave, I felt kind of good about Mae West until Andy had an aneurysm. <laughs> <laughs> well, the correct answer on. is Fanny Bryce. I was on a roll early on in this game, and I'm going to end up in last place. Dude. Hey, It'll you know, okay. sudden, no, it's, everything changes in sudden death, man. Yeah, I always die suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> I consistently die suddenly. 
and early. <laughs> All right. Question three. What comedian known for her eccentric persona made her network television premiere on the Groucho Marx show, You Bet Your Life, in 1958? I'm locked in. I'm going to roll with this one. I'm, I'm locked in. Andy, I think it's Olympia Dukakis. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Academy Award winner. Award. Academy Award. Did put some respect on her name. Put some respect. Andy Dukakis, who did anything worth a damn. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. <laughs> Governor of a, of a major state, that doesn't really count. Right? Uh, major, you can fit it in one corner of Colorado. It ain't nothing <laughs> so it's tiny. Got more people in Colorado, though, I'm pretty sure. By a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Andy, what if it's Judy Dench? <laughs> Dame Judy Dench. Oh, my God. I got Judy nothing. Dench. I'm just, I'm panicking. Dame Judy Dench. <laughs> I'm locked it's in. I'm locked in. It's Judy you know how eccentric she can be. She's Stop wacky. It. Let's start with. Oh, I don't know whose turn it is anymore. Deva. <laughs> I said Phyllis Diller. Kels. Oh, that's such a good answer. I that said John such Rivers. a good answer. Andy. I said Mae West again. Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> well, one of you got it right. It's Phyllis it Diller. Phyllis Phyllis Diller. Diller. That is such a nice. good answer. One of her bits was that really spoke to me recently was cleaning the house when you have kids is like shoveling the walk while it's still snowing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our final question. It's claimed that only the comedians that Johnny Carson really liked got invited to sit down with him after their set. In 1986, who was the first woman to be invited to sit down after her first appearance on the show? So I don't know if she was the first woman, but she was the first that was there on her first appearance to sit down with Johnny. Locked in. Hmm. Oh, yes. I know who this is. Um, <clears throat> might be too locked in for her. There it is. One that I'm locked in. All right. We'll start with Andy. Ellen DeGeneres. Deva? Ellen DeGeneres. And Kells. Say so Whoopi Goldberg. Correct answer. Ellen DeGeneres. Woot! Nice. So, at the end of our regular rounds, what we've got is a tie between Kells and Andy at 175 points. And we've got Devo at 210 points. In 1957, Laika became the first animal to orbit Earth. What kind of animal was Laika? What is the only team in the Big Four North American Sports Leagues which shares its name with one of the Avengers? And here's one more question for you. Are you the type of person who enjoys playing trivia games, learning new things, and having a bit of fun along the way? If you are, or if you just want to find out the answers to those other questions, then our podcast, Quiz and Hers, might be right up your alley. Each week, one of us writes new trivia questions for the other person, covering everything from science to history to pop culture to sports. And every question in a game relates to some theme, like Game of Thrones, internet memes, sandwiches, or animals in space. Some of the themes make more sense than others. So if you like trivia, learning, or real couples testing each other's knowledge and patience, check out our podcast, Quiz and Hers, part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Quiz and Hers, the trivia podcast where we test each other's knowledge and the strength of our relationship. I don't want to jinx anything, but this is Davo's game to lose. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Sudden death where people choke. I kind of want to throw up a little bit, guys. Hold on. Okay. Yeah, get, yeah, get oh. it out the way. <laughs> so, are any of you familiar with a gentleman named Ambrose Bierce? That sounds familiar. It does sound familiar. He was a journalist. He served in the Civil War. He he. That's why I know that name. Yeah. Oh. He he wrote uh, several short stories, including a one called I think like the incident at Owl 
Creek Bridge or something like that, which is mm. so far these are all lighthearted romps. The Civil oh, no, War. It's, uh, he he was uh, <laughs> he was also considered to be white, quite quite witty. Okay, and came up with uh, he 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 compiled a lot of his writings and definitions into a book called The Devil's Dictionary, published I think in nineteen oh six. Where he gave uh, comedic definitions to words. Okay. So I have gone through some of his, uh, I have a copy of that book right here. I went through and found some of his, his funnier ones, I think, and put okay. them together in Our Sudden Death. So basically, I'm going to read you a definition that he came up with for a particular word. And you have to tell me the word that he when was defining. When was the book published one more time? I believe 1906. Okay. Huh. So probably not anything for a cell phone. Um, I don't know, I'm not going to comment on that. I'm glad that we're still catering to the young people on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think these are gettable by, uh, well, old people. <laughs> This is what was funny before WW diggity. Let me come up with a new sudden death real quick. No, no, no. I'll, I'll be back. No, this, no, no. I'll, no. I'll We're trash talking. That's all it is. I know. Yeah, he's there. I'm playing he's along. with us. Oh. <laughs> all right. Question one or definition Hold on one. Minute. Hold one. on. Hold on. <laughs> I just got hit with WW Diggity again. WW <laughs> 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 Diggity. Well, if you keep saying it, he did it to himself. <laughs> okay. 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 It's always worth when you do it to yourself. It really. is. It is. It's just repeating. Okay. Yeah, you, you, you can't stop it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It was just a funny throat clear for some reason. It, was, yeah. <laughs> it didn't sound convincing. No, like no, you're trying to you're lying to yourself. <laughs> I am. Okay, okay. I am so sorry, Neil. Oh my god. You good? All right, I'm good. All right. Definition one: A country lying in the South Sea whose industrial and commercial development has been unspeakably retarded by an unfortunate dispute among geographers as to whether it is a continent or an island. <laughs> Locked in. Locked in. <laughs> Locked in. Kels? Australia. Deva? Australia. Andy? Australia. See, I gave you a real easy one to start with. Thank you. Oh God, that had me so nervous. <laughs> so freaked out right now. Question two: One who abstains from strong drink, sometimes totally, sometimes tolerably totally. Locked in. I'm locked in. Locked in. We'll start with Davo. A teetotaler. Andy. Teetotaler. And Kels. Teetotaler. It is a teetotaler. I was trying to find the right right word for that. I wasn't sure if that was the right word. It's what came to me right away, but I just I was I was second guessing myself. Maybe he's talking about a minister or something. Mm, yeah, I went around the horn. No, I mean so, some of these are plays on words. Some of them are uh, just kind of jokes. Some of them are okay. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure here. This is a different kind of. <laughs> yeah. This is a different kind of a. Sudden death. All right. Question three. In Italian, a beautiful lady. In English, a deadly poison. A striking example of the essential identity of the two tongues. So that, that was a barb indicating that Italian was a more beautiful language than English, if you didn't pick up on that. Locked in. Oh, I hope I get this right. I'm locked what in. What I wrote down looks Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, I, I would tell you that you can use your French training, but you can't. Well, the thing is, I'm pretty sure I've... Are they locked in? Yeah. Yeah. So in, in Italy, when you're talking about a woman, that's a belle or bella. And I'm trying to come up with a poison that has that in it in America. And I... Oh, wow. I'm striking out. Belle. 
this is the point in the show where hundreds of people are screaming at their their particular devices. Yeah, I I know. I'm I'm gonna be so mad, but I think I'm done here. I can't come up with a poison that has all right. You know what's driving me crazy here? What's you know what's stuck in my head? Hmm. Bell Biv DeVoe had a song called Poison. Uh, poison. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Girl, I'm going with Bell Biv DeVoe. I got nothing. <laughs> I am just, I'm done. Oh, I'm done. No. And he's hit by a Ford Explorer at the five. <laughs> I'm out. I got nothing. Okay, just to make it official, Andy, what is your answer? Bell Biv DeVoe. The kids love Bell Biv DeVoe. Kels? Belladonna. Deva? Belladonna. The correct answer is Belladonna. What is Belladonna for poison, though? It's a poison. It's a poison. It's a plant that's very poisonous. Poison. I've never heard of it. It's uh, a, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that a tomato is a relative of the belladonna. Yes. Wow. And not to not to pile on Andy, but Bella means beautiful, not women, not woman. Donna means. I thought Bella meant. Uh, Bella is beautiful. Oh, right, you can. Well, yeah, I was in reference. To totally lost that. All right, Andy is out. So now it I'm is out. A, a fight between Kells and Aunt Davo. What I'm hoping for is they do so badly they actually get negative points. Mm. Okay. Well, we'll see. And I can win. Okay. <laughs> uh, question four. In American politics, a person who, having failed to secure an office from the people, is given one by the administration on the condition that he leave the country. <laughs> see? <laughs> this one I'm locked in. Uh, locked in? Locked in. Kels? An ambassador? Deva? Ambassador. At the time, I think they were more commonly called consul, but uh, I will accept ambassador. Hey. Question five. An instrument to tickle human ears by the friction of a horse's tail on the entrails of a cat. <laughs> Locked in. <laughs> this didn't exist in a... <laughs> It's not a Fender Stratocaster. Uh, I like it. All right. What do you got, Kels? I say guitar. Deva. Violin. Again, his his actual definition was for the word fiddle, but I will accept violin. Way to go, Devo. Woo! Because the bow, of course, is made of what traditionally was made of horsetail and uh, and the... Cat gut strings. Cat gut on the strings, which I don't think was ever made out of cat it gut. It was never made of cat gut. Why would they spread that rumor? All <laughs> right. So, uh, I mean, essentially the game's over, but Devo gets to keep playing if he wants to. He stands alone. Yeah. Let's keep it going. Question six. An invention of the devil, which abrogates some of the advantages of making a disagreeable person keep his distance. I said the telephone. That is correct. Oh, wow. Good call. Question seven. An instrument used chiefly for the purpose of putting dead animals into the mouth. <laughs> I got a guess. A fork? What's your guess, Kels? It would have been a fork. Yeah, it is a fork. All right. Question eight. To perform successively and successfully the functions of mastication, humectation, and degluteation. Wow. Oh. I think I know what this is. I'm sorry. That sh that actually should have been deglutition. De deglutition. Yeah. Yeah. I am I'm so can. embarrassed for you right now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was reading all smooth and right, right, reading all out, but I totally mispronounced that. We word. have got to get a um, professional. I'm going to say eating. That is correct. Yeah, that's what I would have. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Look at Davo go. Okay. Yeah. Sail on, silver girl. Sail <laughs> on by. Your time has come to shine. Sorry. Just Dave was winning. It's a tournament. I'm just, just kind of overwhelmed. <laughs> Question nine. An account, mostly false, of events mostly unimportant, which were brought about by rumor, rulers, mostly knaves, and soldiers, mostly fools. 
Hmm. History. That is correct. Wow. Somebody found their calling. Yeah. And finally. They're putting on a show. Finally, a byproduct of the arts of peace. Hmm. I got to guess. Hmm. Arts of peace. Okay, I got two guesses. I'm going to go, man, a byproduct of the arts of peace. Yeah. I'm going to say life. Nope. Mm. Kells, what was your guess? I would have said war. That is correct. Dang it. That was my other guess. That's it. But Davo, impressive. Well done, Davo. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I mean, I actually. Excellent. I actually got about 30 and I only made it through the eyes and I kind of skipped around a little bit, but I could I could do full episodes out of that. I don't think I will, but. Yeah, because we know who win. Yeah, please do. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I would alert. love one of those episodes. <laughs> so our final scores for the first round of this turn, the first game of this tournament, Andy had 195 points, Kells 215, and Davo got around 300 points. Woo! Nice. Not not around 300 points, but an even 300 points. Yeah. It's a nice round number. I like it. Yeah. Well, thank you, Neil, for an excellent comedy quiz. You're welcome. And just for me, what are our standings after game <laughs> one? Nah, nah, see, see, I wanted to root for you, not that. Just yep. waiting on you. Do you know I'm how to often fall on your face? I no. don't care. Be a good Act winner. Like you've been here. <laughs> All right, fine. Never mind, Neil. I no, don't it's too know. late now. I don't want to. No, 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 right. no, no, no. Let, let, you, let no, him no. know. Let him yeah, know let him what the standings, Neil. I'm taking notes. So in case anybody has never uh, <laughs> followed one of our tournaments before, the way we score them is the first place win gets you three points, second place gets you two, third place gets you one. And as of right now, Devo has three points, Kels has two, and Andy has one. The only reason I say this is <laughs> – is that a slow clap? How dare wow. you? <laughs> no, that's a, no, that's a Denzel with clap. A slow clap. That's a training I know, day I felt clap. The, I felt the wow. training day on that, man. <laughs> Come on. That's a dangerous Last clap. Last tournament, too. I got seven total points. I'm really happy. Let me have this. <laughs> didn't we? Didn't I'm we shut down the, the last last tournament early because it was like, uh, yeah, it was a runaway. Yeah. And I, I was so and mad. And we tried bringing just... the infield in, you know. And... <laughs> we had the shortstop pitching, and it was terrible. <laughs> Let him start with runners in first and second. That oh, was awful. <laughs> so from all of us here at the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast, I am your MC Davo with Kells. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like a clown. I amuse you. I make you laugh. <laughs> Andy. So long, little brainers. And the Sensei Neil. Yeah, I forgot to do any funny clips for this one. So thanks for playing, everybody. Signing off. That was almost jarring. We talked about this in the production meeting. Wow. Hello, ladlers. We here at the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast are thrilled to announce that we have merch, t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, stickers, mouse pads, a bottle of Crystal Pepsi, and a 1986 Buick Regal sitting on what the kids will say, dubs. I mean, the works. Go to brainladleshop.com and give our beautiful new shop a once over. Show your love of trivia and help support the show by locking in on your favorite swag. And remember our sales motto. If you want it, we got it. If we ain't got it, we're going to get it. So you better get it while the getting's good. I had to input a lot of data over the weekend, Kells, and I was thinking of you because I watched um, back-to-back Goodfellas and Casino <laughs> while I was doing it. You, you were at this for hours then. Yeah, it was a long project and it got me through it. And he threw in Once Upon a Time in America for, for fun.
<laughs> I was thinking about doing an all gangster movie episode. Why would I be here then? <laughs> I was about to say, but you like Dave too much. <laughs> just let me know and I'll just I'll just say Godfather for every answer. Okay, I'll get one eventually. Wow. This is dead air right here. <laughs> I just I just don't know how many times they have to explain to you we're not live. <laughs> Well, then how are people listening? Dave, <laughs> oh, baby steps. He just started numbering his paper and writing the thing. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm can, sorry. I don't want to overwhelm you. Yeah, we we can't build it in a day. We cannot. <laughs> Andy, we're recorded in front of a live audience. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Where do the phonographs come from then? <laughs> um, I mean, sweet summer child. Because I remember, you know, in yeah. the early days when I was even a cast member, when I was just doing the sweeping up in the, the cutting floor where you made the 78 RPM records. And one day Neil came in and said, kid, you're going to be a star. And he was talking to... What he said, kids, you got to move your car. Oh. I'm trying to get out. I thought he was talking to Gary Coleman, who was also visiting the offices that day. Uh, Gary you, Coleman. No, you, you bumped your head into the, the door of the custodial closet and you, you were a little loopy. So. <laughs> Are we all locked in? I stopped paying attention. Oh, God, I haven't even thought about brain droppings. <laughs> That's Andy's done no work. Brain droppings, Andy. No work at all. <laughs> Crap. <sighs> the preceding podcast was presented by Brain Ladle Productions. All rights reserved. Sure, come get this baby.